I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. That's right, that's right. Episode 369 of the Bad Boys Podcast. We're about to randomly rant on all things movies. I'm your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always... Harley, a.k.a. Always On Time, Marcus Burnett. And who's over there? I'm over here, Tony, a.k.a. MCP. That's right. And who's over on your sites, Tony? Uh, <laughs> I don't have a sounder prep for that one. No, we're asking you, your, name, uh, the guy next bad? to you, who's that? What's your name, fat body? <laughs> <laughs> you forget your oh, fucking name. My new <laughs> oh, oh man, man. we got a special guest in case Russian you didn't notice. You understand? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, good job. This is the only way you introduce yourself, Scott. Uh, good evening, uh, Scott, aka guest of the That's podcast. right. That's right. Special guest Scott, and you've been on here before. Do you remember what episode you guested on? Uh, I'm guessing it was in the 300 series. That'd be a good guess. That would be a good guess. I uh, no, I don't recall the number. I'm sorry. Do you remember what movie you reviewed? Ah, well, I'm putting you on the spot, aren't I? Oh, you weren't ready for this. Not at all. You're whipping you out just, the questions, Eric. You could just do a search. <laughs> you, could, you could go to badboyspodcast.com and do a search, and uh, the first result will be uh, where you showed up. Did, 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 you, did you look up guests or did you look up Scott? <laughs> well, either one will do it. All right. Well, there yeah, you go. Think... Well, oh, that's, yeah, that's interesting you bring up the website because I was just checking out the site. And I noticed a category that says, check this out. I thought it would be a fun game, Tony, of like, what's what was the last thing we posted on that segment that you that you have under categories wow. on the right-hand side? It's got to be a gem of stuff in there, right? Let's see, June, 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 December of 2010. What wow. pay out did we post? What did, what did we post? Something from Slash Film. Huh. Uh, 270 movies in six minutes. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I guess I'll, well, Scott, I'll, I'll, I'll come back in six minutes. Okay. Well, Scott, I want to thank you for joining us again this evening. I really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully that uh, chicken burrito goes down nicely and you'll be able to record the whole podcast. I I. I can't vouch for some of the sounds you may hear in the background, but it's not me. It's Alfonso. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> well, they know that. They know that by now. I usually try to mute my mic and then and then rip one, and then and apparently my mute button doesn't work, and you'll hear it. So, um, yeah, it's it's just I don't know why. Like I'll press it right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. See, I pressed it. It didn't do anything. So I don't know if it's broken or what, but that's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. This week tonight we're going to be reviewing a movie that uh, MCP chose, which is odd that he chose a um, scary movie or a thriller movie. I don't know. You know, it would be in the horror yeah. section for sure. You're in the video yeah. store for sure. Yeah. The bell coach. Although the plot man. synopsis wouldn't tip you off. Just that's right. true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He did choose the homework, which was the Belco experiment, and then Harley chose the extra credit U.S. Marshals. But before we get into that, we got a little extras. My man Scott, he went to a signing 
for a certain Blu-ray. And he's going to review the signing and the movie right now. Sure. I had the opportunity to visit uh, Dark Delicacies up in Burbank. They do various signings. Uh, and Fonz has been on a number of trips with me, haven't you, Fonz? I have. I've been kidnapped. I mean, I love to go. <laughs> Kicking and screaming, right? <laughs> but so no, I have to be in the trunk all the time. It gets hot back there. No, man, you keep the air conditioning vents aren't quite so strong. <laughs> They're not. No, I drilled a few holes in the trunk lid. What do you want, man? That's true. There's a nice breeze, I guess. Sometimes. Exactly. No, <laughs> it's, uh, they host a number of different uh, venues involving uh, books as well as uh, movies that are being re-released. Uh, usually on Blu-ray. And a lot of the films that we used to love and enjoy, and some of them we wanted to forget back in like the 70s and 80s, have been coming back around on their 30-year anniversaries. Uh, one of them they had recently was called One Dark Night. It was just this uh, past Saturday. Uh, it was great because they brought in a couple of the cast members, including E.G. Daly. If you remember her, uh, she was Pee-wee's girlfriend, Dottie. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. She's yeah. the voice of uh, Chuck, uh, Tommy in Rugrats. Yep, she was oh. sex head in uh, Rob oh, Zombie's 31. Yeah. yeah. So she, she did was, a lot of voice work. Yeah, she's really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and a couple of the other cast members uh, were there as well, special effects and whatnot. Uh, the one that couldn't make it, they, they tried to reach out to him, but he was unavailable, was Adam West. Um, he didn't get yeah. back to them for the signing. For Come on. Oh. I Come love on, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. soon. Even I. Harley, that's it. Oh, usually Harley just loves them. No, no, he. Maybe the price is right. I uh. Real I, Batman. You can. You can. You can do what? You, you even I have a soft spot for the. I, in fact, even you draw a line somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe this. We, we're learning so much about Harley tonight. The real Batman. You know, I didn't think he was gonna. Knows. I didn't think Scott was gonna go there. Then when he said he no, said the name, I was like, he's Burton. fucking going there. <laughs> There'd be no Burton. There'd be no Nolan Batman if it wasn't for the real Adam West. Bang! So Scott, so Scott, you're saying he didn't answer that red phone when it lit up? Yeah, you know, for some reason. He... <laughs> it was interesting. On the uh, on the Blu-ray, they included a, a brand new commentary, and the director Tom McLaughlin, who also did Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, Jason Lives, yeah. uh, was talking about that. Uh, Adam West. Uh, they talked to him, and nobody was hiring him because of the Batman series. That he wasn't able to get work, film work, because of the way mm. he talked and the way he looked. Everybody was like, they just look at him and said Batman, and nobody was hiring him. Yeah, Yeah, it was interesting how he was stereo stereotype, and and he. Well, and and I will argue this: he wasn't a fabulous actor in the Batman films. Oh, whoa, whoa! Now you shit on him. Two seconds ago, you're fucking giving him all love, and now you're like, "Hey, he's not the best actor." That's our. That's the Harley we all know and love. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't take too long, did it, Tony? Yeah. (laughs) He had a good one. All right, man. We're, all right, come on, man. Show some respect. The man's dead. Come on. How was the movie? But funny, it's called Dark Knight and it started Batman. Yeah, but Meg Tilly was also in it. So come on, Jennifer Tilly's little sister, you know? It, it, you know, there was a couple of names that were in it. Um, yeah, it was not the what I expected. You know, it was about... What do you mean? What do you mean by that? An hour and 30 minutes, and it's one of those that you just, like, wait for something good to happen. It takes so long 
or any kind of scare or any kind of, you know, horror fear. I think 45 minutes into the film, maybe longer before anything gets scary. Yeah. Well, what's it about? Uh, the, these know. girls, uh, high school, of course, that look like they're 40. That, <laughs> <laughs> they have their little group of sisters that they, you know, this other girl wants to be a part of. Uh, and But unfortunately, the girl who wants to be in the, uh, the group, uh, she's dating a guy who used to date one of the girls in the group. So the hazing, let's say, was ramped up a notch. They took her to a mausoleum, which was eerily fondly familiar in Phantasm. Same uh, huh. mausoleum you saw in the first film. Uh, no way. With, with, yeah, with all the hallways. And, I mean, it looked exactly the same. White marble with gray streaks. And she spent the night there. Well, yeah, the girls went in to go scare her. Mm-hmm. But... This uh, psychic guy who could move things with his mind and whatnot was killed, and he was there at the mausoleum and somehow came back to life and brought everybody in the mausoleum back to life. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cheesy. The cool thing was, well, at least a number of the special effects were from Tom Berman. So he and his crew are pretty legendary in terms of horror films, uh, creating films and stuff. So the effects were cool in the movie, at least? That at least, yes. But none of the zombies moved. They were all stationary, and they pushed them around on carts. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they they weren't uh, makeup on individuals. They were just mannequins. (laughs) Just thrown at people. (laughs) Not even the walking dead, just the dead. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they didn't... The the wailing dead. They didn't reach out. (laughs) Stone cold dead. Except they, like just meandered their way, you know, along the floor without walking. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it, was, it was cheesy by all means. So if you're looking for the cheesy film, this is the one to find. Right. Uh, uh, but I don't think anywhere is going to carry it. Maybe Amazon if you're lucky, but definitely not Best Buy or any of your local stores. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, eBay cool. will have it for about 10 bucks. <laughs> what would you give this then? You know, based upon your guys' rating system, yeah. it's right in between the bottom two, between... Uh, Ooh, a pile of shit Ooh. and a waste of time. That, is one that would be shit. a waste What's of time. in the middle of those two? It'd be a waste of shit. Well, we can do a hybrid combo one that Tony likes to do, or you can mm. you can decide and pick one. <laughs> uh, um, I'll, I'll go a waste of time. It wasn't completely horrible. That would horrible. be a waste it of time. Horrible. Yeah. It, it, was, it was tolerable. You, you could... You know, if you had nothing better to do and you wanted to sit around, you know, and eat Cheetos in your underwear and watch a film, this is the one to do it, too. Now we just got a, a bird's eye view in Scott's weekend, so, all right, thanks for that. <laughs> You're a good teacher, Fonzo. Oh, so. yeah, what the hell? The <laughs> boomerang so. throws it right back at me. <laughs> but, it, but the yeah, at, at least give it give it a chance. At all least right. it's got makeup in it, so. Oh, well, there you go. Does she get naked in it? Yeah. Oh, no. No. Not at all. Mm. But it's worth a shot. Okay. Well, then, here, I'll tell you one. This movie came out 2017. My buddy Jeff sent me a uh, trailer. He sent me a text message with the trailer. He was like, check this out. This was creepy as hell, which it did. Action horror. It's got a 4.2 on IMDb, you know. It's Ooh. crazy because on iTunes, the reviews are a bunch of five stars. So, you know, go figure. Uh, a recovering drug addict takes a job with a documentary crew who plans to interview three subjects who claim to be real-life monsters. 
Now that sounds kind of weird and cheesy, but the trailer, like when you see it, it's like all night vision stuff. You see a, a werewolf crawling, like just running through the hallways, and you see a vampire, you see a cool demon, right? So you see all these cool shots. You're like, ah, oh, that looks cool. The trailer's sold. It's 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 so it sold us. So we're like, all right, let's check it out. So we checked that out on our Mon- movie Monday, and check this out. Here's a funny little tidbit. We go to Starbucks for you know um, before we we go to the movies or we watch the movies. Um, if I'm going to his house, I'm I'm ordering the Starbucks. If he comes over to my house, he gets Starbucks. So we go there every Monday night. We go. We've gone there so many times now that they they recognize us now. They know us. So <laughs> my buddy Jeff went up to the drive through and uh, he ordered two caramel frappuccinos and like they're kind of putting two two together. Like, well, say it's almost eight thirty. It's two caramel frappuccinos. And when he pulls up, the girl working, he goes, "Movie night!" <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. He was like, "Dude, I was." He's like, oh, "I was so cool." She was like, "What are you guys gonna watch? What are you guys watching? What'd you watch last week?" So they're totally into it because I mentioned the last week that I was like, "Oh, I'm going to my buddy's house." We it's like, "Yeah, yeah, we see you guys every Monday." They're like, Man, she's like, "Okay, so yeah, we're kind of uh, never know now for the movie Mondays." So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so yeah, so I sit down, we order the movie, and it starts off with like the most annoying like this guy behind the camera. Like, you remember how HUD was, T.J. Miller in Cloverfield? If mm. you don't like get his humor, you can't get to you, He might get really annoying. This guy, this black guy, he was just like the uber black guy. Like, everything was like, oh, hell no. Or this like, this shit's crazy. We got to get out. You know what I mean? He was like. It's like uh, like the Transformers, the, the black Transformers. <laughs> he was just like, he was just amped up. He was to like, you know. Volume was at set to ten. He was at twelve. You know, he every was, bad cliche. Kind yeah, he's saying everything. Yeah, and it was just so cringe. I'm like, oh gosh, you're not gonna be like this all the time, right? Like, oh man. So they, you know, it's the it's the um, handheld. So they got to do the whole, you know, try to figure out why we're holding cameras, right? It's just him and his friend. They're gonna re- they're gonna they do these like YouTube videos where they like find these monsters and they put them on, on YouTube and they and they hope they go viral. Like, oh, we just we saw this real monster. Check it out. So they're making these fake videos like that, right? And then somehow they find it through like Demon Tinder or some shit. I don't know how they found him Demon to like Tinder. interview this vampire chick. Demon right? Tinder. Yeah, they yeah just... I need to get on that. <laughs> the chicks. If you look, if you see pics, they might show pics of the vampire. She was actually pretty hot, actually. Yeah. You um, got curse left, curse, curse right. You already, you already saw it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, they they're interviewing this like Asian girl who looked like the girl from the ring. Like she just came out of the TV. And uh, and she played. She was like the demon. So you know they they, they go into the house. They rent out some house and uh, just to like do this do- documentary, right? We're like, oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna interview people. Turns out they're real monsters, right? But the problem is, it's like it takes a while to build up. By the time shit starts happening, all this is like running and chasing, camera moving around real fast, you know. Like me and Jeff are huge werewolf fans, so to see like a werewolf and biped like super tall and long snout, it looked cool. And he's chasing them. We're like, oh, that's cool. We just want to see more of it, you know. The vampire chicks flying. It was almost like that uh, that scene in VHS two or one of the clips. There's like VHS, VHS two, VHS viral. It's in one of those. That it kind of reminded me of like the first one in part. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting them all mixed up now. But uh, there were some parts that were cool. Some parts were like the drug addict was kind of like he was becoming the lead. He was like the hero. Um, there's there's drama between him and his friend, and it's. The guy that's doing the documentaries, like her ex-boyfriend, so you got some little, you know, arguments there and some little friction there. But it's 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 whatever. You know, you just want to see monsters, you want to see them kill people, and uh, you do see some cool attacks and everything. But it's just if it was, it's one hour and thirty five minutes. It's still like it's still a little too long, kind of. You know, <laughs> like if they could have just wrapped it up, gone to the end, it would have been a lot better. So I mean, it was cool just for 
like just something different. It was it wasn't a complete waste of time because you know there were some parts that were kind of fun and had a cool time. But so I give it you know I give it a measly all that I found on the couch Christian just kind of unfold it. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> So, so what quick, was the name of the movie? Was that what was the name of the movie? Because I missed it. The Monster Project. Monster Project. Got it. So real quick, this came up in my newsfeed all day long today. There's a Joker origin story that Warner Brothers is working on. But here's the here's the kick. Todd Phillips is going to write and direct it. The same, the Hangover Todd Phillips, um, Scott Silver who helped write Eight Mile, and Mark Scorsese. What? Yes. Oh, producing. Yeah. yeah. At first, when I read that, I, I kept seeing Mars Scorsese Joker. I'm thinking, like, holy shit, he's going to direct it? But he's just producing. But this is three uh, different I'm names. I'm glad that he's not directing it. <laughs> but uh, pretty interesting, like, right? Like, we, I think I think we saw... I'm trying to think back to... Why are you whispering? Jesus Christ. Are you trying to sound like Jack Pallets? I'm trying to wonder if we've ever seen a Joker origins. Oh, wait, we've already seen that. It's the greatest movie of all time. Why do we need to read and imagine it? <sighs> Sorry. You're that upset. Tony, would you want I, to see an origin Joker story? I mean, I'll watch it. I do. I Am I? Cl- I'm not clamoring for it. I'm not. I'm not Thank one of the people that's yeah. making a demand for it. Yeah, I would watch it too. Eventually, eventually, a year and a half later, I watched Suicide Squad. I mean, <laughs> you know, what if, what if Daniel Day Lewis was a Joker <laughs> and Martin Scorsese was directing it? Yeah. That tickle your fancy. That would be weird. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, it'll never happen, of course. But um, <clears throat> Scott, yeah, you, yeah, you would. No, just... Oh yeah, you would, huh, Scott? You interested? Oh, I, I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, ironically, uh, you know, Jack is a gangster, and Martin Scorsese certainly has gangster uh, origins. So you know, he could he could certainly produce he could certainly produce and or direct a gangster film where at the end. He becomes a super villain, superhero, gangster. I mean, what does I mean, he say? I live in homicidal mania. I'm your yeah. first. Fun- what does he say? I'm a, I'm the first fully functional homicidal maniac. Oh yeah, yeah. Scott, are you are you a fan of the '89 Batman? Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, Greg Nicholson. Uh, I haven't seen it. Get the fuck out of what? here! Yep. Are you kidding me? What? No. no. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't have let you on the podcast if I'd I know. known that. I Are you just, kidding me right now, Scott? Wait a minute, you're Ooh. talking about the one with Michael Keaton? Yes. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I thought we were on cartoons here. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I have seen the original Batman. Of course, it was 20 years ago. I mean, this you know soundtrack was awesome though. Where's yeah. that scene of yeah? Yeah, Michael. Yeah, I think Michael Keaton was a good Batman. He had the voice down, you know, on Batman. You know, you know, he was Mister Mom, but yeah, he was. He still pulled off a good Batman. Yeah, he's a comedian. That's why. That's why. uh, um, His greatest Bruce. His greatest Batman. Yeah, worked. That's why I can't think of the fucking director's name. Um, What the fuck? Come on, you say it's the greatest movie of all time, and I can't remember the director. No, I can't think of fucking. uh, uh, What's what's his name? Crazy. Come on. Anyways, he. 
that's why he liked him for Batman because he was a comedian. Yeah. So yeah, I just saw that in the in the news feed today, so that was kind of interesting. You know, we'll see how it goes. And then let's see. But before we get going, Harley, I know you don't watch it, but Scott and Tony, myself, we're gonna have to discuss a little Game of Thrones. Actually, direction. go ahead, and I will go take a leak. So you <laughs> okay, you got, you got ten minutes. It's a big ass. That'll work. Okay, it's a big ass. What? what it's a big ass. He's gonna go take a piss. He's like, but it's a big ass. All right. There you go. Okay. There you go. There you go. Okay. So episode. So season seven, episode six was called Beyond the Wall. John and his team go beyond the wall to capture yeah. a white. Daenerys. How do you say her name? Daenerys. Daenerys. Where is it? Daenerys. Daenerys. There you go. Thank you. Has to make it. Daenerys Targaryen. Uh, yeah. Has to make a tough decision. So, all right. So this season has been fucking just amazing throughout the whole season, and it just keeps getting better and better. What are you guys' thoughts on Beyond the Wall? Are you talking spoilers? Or Fuck you yeah, talking... not even here. And it's already Tuesday, so yeah, people have already watched it. We're good. And this won't go out until like a couple days later, so we're good. Go ahead. Spoil the shit out of it. No, oh, that's... It, Lainey like, summed it up perfectly. We've been waiting forever, since the beginning, to see some dragons fighting some suck fucking night, night walkers. Like, it's yeah, like, holy go. shit. It's like that was awesome. Fuck yeah. That's what I was telling Jeff. I was telling him, it's like the Avengers. It's like we've been piling up all these seasons, you know? We've getting to all these characters. Now they're finally together and they're ready to kick some ass. You know? Yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah, when, but... you, when, when you see them pull the dragon out of the water with the chain... I mean, oh, you know oh, you, just, you knew they were going like, to... I, I was like, no. I was like, please tell me no, they're going to get a dragon. Come on. I had I the greatest not. yes moment because that is going to look You were like awesome. that. You were all for that. Yeah, imagine how amazing it's going to be to have a fucking blizzard breath dragon, dragon, dragon versus a fire breathing dragon. Oh, you <sighs> think he's going to? He won't be fire. Be ice. It's going to be ice, dude. It's going to be frost breath. You watch. Okay, now. Okay, now I'm thinking Sub Zero Scorpion. Okay, now yeah. you got me. So. Imagine that okay. shit. Imagine that a uh, 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 undead dragon flying through the air with like icicles falling off of it and shit, and and frost blizzard coming out of its mouth. That sounds awesome. But how can they control it though? Who fucking knows? It's the un- it's the Night Walkers. It's like we, nobody knows the Night King. How the how the fuck does he do anything? How does he get his eyes so blue? I mean, where do they where do they get those big ass chains from? All of a sudden, how did he do, how did he do anything? How does he animate bones that have no muscles? Chain hardware store. Yeah, exactly. that's what I want to know. How do they how do the skeletons move when there's no muscle on them? That muscles yeah. are what move our skeleton, and these motherfuckers are empty of muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Tell, explain like that. The hound through that rock and hit that Wendy's jaw. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> shit was funny. Through the hound and Tormund together. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Just, like just hilarious, right? This the episode was so funny. Like, I could have seen more of them, you know? Like, I love to- Tormund talking about Brienne. I wanted to make gigantic babies. <laughs> yes. You know? It's fucking yep. great. Um, uh, just the action with it. What's that? One of the interesting things was when you mm-hmm. saw earlier in the season the, the White Walkers coming. Mm-hmm. They also, from the prior season, had the um, they had the giant with them as well. You ever yeah. seen that in the sequence? They're all walking through the snow. And, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, they, they never fought him though, right? No, well, no. That he's on a secret mission somewhere, man. Okay, yeah, because I was waiting for that. Because I remember seeing them going, "Oh shit, look, they got this army giant now." 
But we haven't seen him in action. Though. We haven't seen him in action no. yet. No, he's on a secret mission. He's uh, he's on a, he's on double oh seven shit. Fuck man, we had zombie polar bears too. Uh huh. Zombie bears. Oh, got zombie giants, zombie dragons. Fuck man, this shit's insane. I like those guys. Too, Although, that, like, just, like the with the lit up his sword on fire. It's like when he's standing Toros. up there, it just oh, he was he was, was, was it. Cool. So I got to say one thing because I, I I thought of this. Do you remember back when um, and and maybe it's because I don't remember it correctly. Maybe it's because the book was was different. I don't I don't remember. But back when we first saw the undead, when John first got to Castle Black, mm-hmm. was it was there a scene where where it was just a, a, an undead hand that was animated, or am I thinking of like Adam's Family or something? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, snapping his fingers, right? Like, like his, like there was an undead hand that was still moving, even though it was undead. Hmm. Like that image is in my head, and I don't know if it's from the show. I can't remember? No. Because one of the first thoughts I had was like, they were trying to carry, they were carrying around that the the white, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, they put a bag over his head and carrying this whole thing. It's like just chop yeah. off its arm and run away. Like you only need a piece of it that sh- to prove that it's undead. You know, if it was still moving around when you drop it off, <laughs> you leave the rest of them. Just go. Yeah. I like when they stabbed him on the back of the dragon's, like, scale. <laughs> so he wouldn't fall oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Pick him up and just awesome. stab him down. They're like, here, stay here, bitch. <laughs> let, me, let me hang this right here. Yeah. But you're right, man. It's just fun seeing the dragons in action. I think it helped, too. Like, they have such a huge budget or something. Cause the dragons look amazing. The special effects look amazing this season. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seemed like they put a lot of money into it in the shows. Shows because I remember the dragons at first didn't really feel like they were like heavy CG. These times they look flawless now, which I appreciate. Oh yeah, definitely the special effects are excellent. Yeah, it was just really cool iconic shots too, like in slow mo and he's seen everybody fight and he's ready and he pulled out a sword and you see the fire behind him when he's ducking down. It just looked amazing. Like like I wouldn't mind seeing every episode in the theater. Like this, that's how good this show is. Hmm. Well, they had a news report, I think it was a day or two ago, that uh, the hackers also that hoisted a number of episodes from various shows, they're also now uh, threatening to release the rest of the Game of Thrones out there. Uh, they, they released the other ones early, and I think the, fin- the finale is already leaked out too, I think I heard. It doesn't well, matter. It doesn't matter because, I mean, people are still going to be paying HBO to watch this shit. It's, it's HBO isn't losing money just because there's some leaks. Yeah. In fact, they're yeah, probably yeah. helping. It's like free advertising yeah. for them. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, it's more publicity for people to get HBO. You know. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's yeah, and then they see the next scene for the next episode. I didn't. Mom, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch oh, it. Did it? I, I walked away. I'm like, I don't want to see what? what the next scene. It's you like a broken, it's like a preview. I I don't watch previews of the movies that I know I'm going to see. I know I'm going to watch the next episode. I don't want to see the preview. On the next game, I like that. I didn't want to see. I like that idea. Oh, you're back there? You're still pissing, Tom Hanks? <laughs> oh, I've been back for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> so did any of that talk just excite m- you? I just mute it. No. Because I don't, it doesn't, it's like talking about a comic book. I'm like, yeah, comic books are cool. I'm like, it doesn't, I don't have the, t- I, I just, you know, I'm too far behind. That's the hipster in me. <laughs> I don't want to jump on the bandwagon because everybody else is on its nuts. Right. Fair enough. Well, fun. <laughs> we don't want you watching anyways. Reek. All right, so moving right along. I thought they were that. dirt cat. 
<laughs> uh-huh. All right, all right, all right. So let's go. Here we go. Who had the homework this week? Come on. Oh, shit. Box I office? Did. Nothing? What do we got? Hold on. Wait, I'll give Tony some time. Harley, box office. What do you got? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks for being prepared. Appreciate it. <laughs> Tony, I know. Tony's got the finger on the buzzer, man. He's ready to stop that sounder, man. He came to... Do you want to hear about fucking the hitman's bodyguard making $21 million on a $30 million budget? I mean, Maybe. Nothing. nothing. Well, the only thing, I will say this, Annabelle. The third was the Logan Lucky. <clears throat> and we consider ourselves like film buffs. We, we were a big fan of especially a lot of Soderbergh stuff that he's uh, directed over the past. And then I guess he was on some, he was supposed to retire at one point. Well, I guess he came back and directed this sort of like studio friendly Logan Lucky film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did very poorly, $7.6 million. So, but yeah, I mean, there's literally Dunkirk is still in the top five. Don't fucking hang in there. Have you seen Dunkirk, Scott? I have not. Okay. You check it out the 4DX in Sinopolis there. The seats move. Make, it rocks back and forth. You were telling me about that. That sounds so freaking awesome. Yeah, you should watch Dunkirk in that if you could. And at the end, cool. they actually shoot you with real guns, and you have to be rushed up to the emergency room. It's great. <laughs> does that cost extra? That does cost extra, yeah. <laughs> you sign a waiver at the end before you go in. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. What did uh, the nut job too? Nutty by Nature, because I just love saying that title. $5 million. I didn't even know there was a net job one. <laughs> <laughs> really, net job you knew. Never mind. Let's move on. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Who had the homework this week? It was my man, MCP. Yep. I signed homework. You know me. I like me some social experiments. And mm-hmm. so Belco experiment, it delivered. Um, 80, 80 Americans are locked in their high-rise corporate office in Columbia. Who cares what city? Um, state. <laughs> and ordered by an unknown voice coming from the company's intercom system to participate in a deadly game of Kill or Be Killed. Written by Guardians of the Galaxy director himself, James Gunn. Ooh. Well, and he's no he's no stranger to horror. Yeah. He wrote, the first, he wrote both Scooby-Doo movies. Is that what you're going to say? No, didn't he direct... He did um, the Dawn of the Dead remake. No, no, no. Slither. And he did Slither. Well, that was a fun movie. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Belco Experiment. That no, I know, but what I'm saying is he's no stranger <laughs> to horror, and Slither was a sort of atypical horror film. Did you ever uh, watch that? Are you talking to me? Yeah. What are you watered in Yeah, we watched it... We watched it on the podcast, you dipshit. Just making sure. Paying attention. It's not like okay. you're eating over there. I am. Uh-huh. I keep trying to mute myself. Yeah, it ain't working, and... pal. Well, because your fucking Game of Thrones talk it made you hungry. It so fucking long. I figured I'd give myself a snack. Well, you shut up now, so let Tony talk. Boy, are you fat. <laughs> <laughs> So did this uh, hit this? Did this uh, uh, get, uh, what is it going to say? Your needs? Did this fill your you needs? Know, it, you know, you know what I liked about it. Um, the Mike, the Mike character, um, he's top Bill John Gallagher Jr. 
um, his character is what made it tolerable to go through and see this hell get un, you know unfolded, uh, unleashed on each other. Uh, because he was like, "Look, guys, none of us are making it out alive. They can't let us out alive because they're 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 experimenting. They're playing a game with us. So why are you participating in this stupid? Like it starts off with." Yeah, he said it right at the beginning. You yeah, know, yeah, and he said that right at the some beginning. Some of us survived to tell the story. Yeah, you think they're going to let us live? No, but nobody no. pays. No, nobody thinks that because everyone's stuck in there. I got to survive. The voice starts off by saying, "Kill two people within thirty minutes, uh, or bad things are going to happen." And everyone thinks, "Ah, it's a joke." No one believes it um, until I start popping off. Uh, oh my gosh! You're like, what the hell? Yeah. And uh, and so then that's oh, when he's like, Dude, this, it doesn't matter. But the way they 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 portrayed the the mental breakdown of of the little society that they had going on there was was just pretty fun to watch. Yeah, you got uh, James Gunn, Staples, Sean Gunn, his brother Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. You got John C. McKinley. It's always good to see him too. And there's a bunch of people you saw, and they're like, "Hey, I know that person. I know that person." You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the guy too, the, the CEO guy, what was his name? Tony Goldwyn? He was good. Oh yeah, it was he a good is. cast of characters they put together for that film. Yeah. Wasn't he the wasn't he the bad guy in that um Ghost? Um no, that Ghost. um <laughs> the sixth day, that Schwarzenegger flick from two thousand before he was the governor of California. Which one? Yeah, he was the bad guy. The, the sixth, sixth day. day. Year two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Jeez, got through that pool. That's a deep cut. I reckon I recognized him from that. I was like, oh, that's right. He was the bad guy in the sixth day. I see that movie a couple too. Oh shit. What the fuck? No kidding. Maybe they know each other or something. Michael Rapport, you're in it too, really? Oh shit. <laughs> I guess so. Really love this you know? movie. I will say this. Uh Michael Rooker's he, he's a cameo in this film. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> So Scott, you had just Dude. finished it's fresh on your head. What did you think of it? Uh, I really was impressed, and I'm really glad you told me to watch that. That was awesome. It it was a very simple story that I uh, just basically the way they set it up, the premise of locking them down and setting them loose. Uh, I, I I it sounds oddly familiar. There was another story similar to that. I'm trying to remember what it was. But it, yeah, it, it definitely caught the attention to see what the hell was going to happen next. And, um, you know, when they're, when they're standing up on the roof and the kid's stoned out of his mind, he goes, dude, just relax, man. Chill out. <laughs> and the girl's head pops right next to him. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. All right. That's good, man. Now we're off and running. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy to watch it. That, that was cool. I definitely give that a thumbs up. Yeah, it was um like you said, yeah, that very first pop up, and then uh, when that dude, the bad guy from Six Day, I'm just gonna call him that. He looks, yeah. he's looking inside the wound. You're like, holy shit! Like this ain't a bullet wound. This 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 came out from the inside. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And the boy runs over, gets the box cutter, starts cutting it off. And of course, Big Brother's watching, like, hey, hey, can't do that. We'll set it off. You're like, oh shit! They're watching, they're talking, they 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 know everything. And I'm thinking, who kind of crazy person? All those employees put that chip in them, you know? What did they say it was for insurance? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, 
they wrote it off as a, that it was for their protection because they're in Colombia and it's known that there's kidnappings of Americans over there, held, you know, holding them for ransom. So right. like, oh, we're putting this chip in so that we can track you and it's for your protection. And so they're like, OK, shit, you know, they, it, it gave them the excuse to implant devices in everybody's brains. There's there's just enough backstory given of the the company. Mm-hmm. To sort of satisfy your need to know, you know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we're in Colombia, but what is this? Now you're eating no food? Jesus Christ. No, I'm, it's not me. It's not me. It's fucking talk to your boy. It ain't me, motherfucker. <laughs> now you're eating no food? <laughs> I see the microwave. Sound like a microwave. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so it gives you just enough where you're kind of like, well, what the fuck does this company do? You know, they kind of explain it briefly. They, they, it's a really short film. It's it's like an hour and 25 minutes without credits kind of thing. So they got to be light on the, you know, backstory and character development. You know, it's like, Tony, you brought up the one main character who sort of has, oh, excuse me, some redeeming quality to him kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody else is just kind of forgetful. Um one the, big head from Silicon Valley sure. Yeah, I love I love it when I saw Big Head. I was like, oh shit, it's Big Head. because <laughs> um, we were rewatching Silicon Valley. So mm-hmm. um so it gives you just enough where that first act and like halfway through the second, you're just you're eating shit. You're just like, oh I'm down. Like I'm all about it. Like this is fucking crazy. And like 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 we had talked about when the character said, what do you think they're going to let us get, they're going to let some of us survive to tell a story? No. So it's like the movie tries to root itself in reality, in this um, universe that could really happen. And so it totally feels kind of believable almost as like this really sick social experiment. Unfortunately, and I'm going to kind of like sort of almost finish my review um, unfortunately, I feel like, you know, halfway through the second act and certainly in the third act, it literally just becomes sort of this horror flick where it's like body count. It's just like, okay, I'm just going to keep entertaining the the watcher hmm. by throwing more blood and guts at the screen, which don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, uh, you know, red meat eating American. I enjoy those films. Fuck, what did we just watch? That I just love it. Oh, the I, I enjoyed Alien Covenant because it was just that. It literally just became a horror flick. But unfortunately, I I think the problem with this, and I, it didn't do very well critically, is come that second halfway through that second act, it really changes gears, as well as the believability of these characters kind of goes out the window because these killers or these, and we're getting into spoiler characters. Some of these characters start becoming like, like Freddy versus Jason level serial killers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you were like, wait, 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 wait a second. These were like office guys. And now all of a sudden they're like That's body kind of count point. central. You know yeah, what I mean? Cause I remember at that moment when they're like, okay, you know the, the the when the when the body count started to matter, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. shit, okay, that guy killed this many people, and this guy killed this many. He's like, but that guy has more access to people right now, so he's gonna catch up real quick. Like I was, I was like, fantasy league, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, where they keep <laughs> fantasy <laughs> Belko league. Stats and going, All right, this guy's the MVP right now. He's already got <laughs> enough kills. He can probably get out, take a break. 
they're going to get him out early or whatever. And, they, and again, they yeah. give just enough backstory where they explain like some of them were like ex-military or special forces or some shit. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So they gave just enough to explain like how they, why they could like handle a gun, but it didn't explain why all of a sudden they became bloodthirsty, like crazy cannibals. Like they became rabid. You know what I mean? Like they got off on killing everybody. And that's where for me, my interest kind of started to wane because I was like, Oh, it's, this is just a horror flick. This is just a, like a, it's not a, it's not right. a, the experiment is that thriller. humans it just becomes this crazy over the top thriller or horror. Well, the, I think that's the, 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 the experiment is showing how horrible humans can become. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I don't, I don't think that. I don't think for a you, millisecond that would actually happen. Mm-hmm. You want to get, get into a building? You'll see. <laughs> Tony's like, no, I got my motorcycle boots. I will fuck you up. Get a motorcycle helmet on. Tony, how long right. would you last in your building? How many friends uh, do you have in your building? <laughs> right. You got him at McGinley's character. I mean, yeah. he was pretty creepy to begin with. He was a right. His performance player. is really good. And yeah, yeah. Actually, and like you said, he's creepy at the beginning for sure. Uh, oh, and actually, see one of the bobs from Office Space go ape shit and start chopping up people with an axe. I mean, come <laughs> on! I was waiting for the other bob to come running out. You know, mm-hmm. it was like Office Space reversed. You know, uh, so yeah, McGinley was pretty off to begin with, I think. But oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, this uh, reminded me of Battle Royale. You guys ever see Battle Royale? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, you guys are set out, then not take each other out. You know, if you don't, you'll get killed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that paranoia just got to someone. We're like, fuck this, man. If we don't kill each other, we're, we're all going to die. So, Fonz, like, you know. trivia question for you. Yeah. You know who the composer was for that film? Oh, I don't know. We met him. What? Tyler Bates? Yes, sir. Tyler Bates was a composer for the Belco experiment. Oh, no way. That's cool. Man, that guy yeah. does a lot. He works with James Gunn a lot. He the does, yeah. Coming around, yeah. Very cool. I, I was digging that, like the Spanish covers of those songs too. Exactly, that was trippy. Because mm-hmm. I the song kicks in in the beginning, and you're like, "Damn, that sounds familiar." Uh-huh. You're like California Dream. You're like, "Oh yeah, you you know this beat." Yeah. And you're like, "Huh, that's interesting." Especially that one time that in that one use where that that crazy montage of everyone getting taken out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy fuck, man, this is crazy. Then they, they catch one of them and just, like, fucking just, like, squash his head. It's like you're saying, like, Harley, you're like, these people are like, man, I was just having uh, a nice conversation about puppies with Martha. Next thing you know, I'm squashing <laughs> this dude's face with yeah. Martha. You know, I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. Movie, no, maybe the movie makes, like, a 1A. <laughs> but it's like, oh. yeah, I mean, is it just, like, paranoia getting to him or there's the stress or, like, because they can't get out? Other people are getting killed. Like, I mean, it's the water, dude. It's in the fucking water. <laughs> I love the stone around it. Yeah, for sure. It's not the water, man. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, it's I right. It's, it's like, yeah, you know how you would react, you know? Well, I think the thing for me that's kind of safe that ultimately is is the short runtime. It ultimately the editor of the film knew what they were trying to make you know what i mean they weren't trying to make a two hour and 20 minute drama you know psychological thriller they were just trying to get your interest so they could throw some blood on the screen 
And they did. And it worked. I mean, like you were saying, when they were poking at the dude's brain and shit, it was like, ugh, like this, the, the practical effects work. It's good. It's, you know, they throw a big body count at you. No, uh, you know, no spoiler alerts, but, um, so yeah, it, it more or less does what it, it's trying to do. And so I always give a movie credit for when it does, when it succeeds and, you know, communicating to me what it's trying to do. So, mm-hmm. cool. What would dollar. you, uh, what would you give it as a rating? I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts there, Scott? Uh, I'd watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> in, in your office, what would be your go-to weapon? Oh, in my office? Yeah. Oh, jeez. What's uh, that's near you? Stapler, man. I'd take him out with a stapler, you know, just like <laughs> go to town. I got some paper clips in there, you know, a freaking letter opener. Oh yeah, that could do some damage. You know, you, what do you what do you gizmo? <laughs> <laughs> Just jump out in the hallway. Nah, man. The the problem with the it's too close range. You got to use the yeah. monitor arm. You know, like the thing that holds your monitor up. It's got range on. It's got like three feet. You know. Oh Swing around yeah. Like a club. Yeah. Hey, Tony's thought of this before. <laughs> The plasma TV in the office, that's pretty heavy. You could throw that at somebody. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. I, I have a plasma TV, and it is twice as heavy as a regular LCD. Yeah. The glass screen. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You found that, Mine gets my dollar. Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, same here. I'd buy that for a dollar. And Scott? Everybody? Did Scott give yeah. it a rating? I heard thumbs up somewhere. Yeah, but... um, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd definitely buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that mm. for a dollar. No, say it right, Scott. How would you say it? I'd buy that for a dollar. There you go. There you go. That should be the new Slip. <laughs> there you go. You're saved. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Arnold. Arnold just pops in and out, man. He's, he's got to be where you got to be ready for it. <laughs> all right, cool. So the Belco experiment. There you go. You know what? We're all stuck in the office. I just, I just hug it out with you guys. I'm like, fuck that. I ain't killing you. I don't even think we need to be stuck in the office before you start turning on me. <laughs> you, you, you be fucking did a fried chicken, dude. That shit. Guy wouldn't even start announcing. He, it could just be an earthquake drill, like. The fuck, dude! Like, oh man, sorry. I thought it was a Belco. I thought it was. <laughs> All right, Harley. Hey, you want to go get? You want to go get something? Harley? What? No. <laughs> uh, speaking of Harley, what happened to that bad boys for life? Uh, what? Uh, you chose the homework today, buddy. Yeah, you know, I don't know why I picked this movie. Yeah, why did you choose this movie? Um, I. You know what it was? Is I, I wanted to. I wanted to go back. And I was like, you know, we don't watch enough Wesley Snipes. Passenger 57. Now, give me a motherfucking handy wipe. Like, I was thinking, I want to see some old 90s Wesley Snipes. 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 Whatever the fuck his name is. Pre-tax evasion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? When he was, like, the hottest. he He was Denzel. Like, before Denzel was Denzel. So, um... And so I was I was scrolling through his IMDb when we were doing the podcast last week. It literally came to me during the podcast. And uh, 
you know, he had the Passenger 57, and he had a bunch of early, like, early 90s, late 80s flicks. And they're all, like, mid-fives, high-fives, low-sixes on IMDb. And I was like, eh. I don't know. I'm, 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 sig- I'm significantly worried that this just is not going to hold up. You know what I mean? And then I stumbled upon U.S. Marshals, and it's taking me a second on IMDb, but I think it had a higher rating. Yeah, six point five on IMDb. Mute your microphone before you crack the beer. By the way, that's blue ribbon. So. And obviously the big selling point here is you got Tommy Lee Jones is Chief Deputy Marshal Samuel Gerard, but also you got Robert Downey Jr. like heyday of maximum Coke consumption. So you're you kinda <laughs> got like <laughs> Maximum Coke. That would be the name of my band. <laughs> that would be the name of my next book, yeah. So um so it's got it's got a lot to dig. So as you start watching it, you're like, oh, okay, I've seen this movie before. It's a chase movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I got a weak spot for this generation of films. Like these movies, I was realizing it because I cannot judge this movie on its merits alone. I am so biased because these are those movies that are just in my wheelhouse. Like I'm just, I was watching it with the family going, I love these movies. It's the worst acting. It's like, it's cliche after cliche after cliche, but I just fucking, I love it. I eat it up. It's like, I, I, I can't, I don't know how to analogize it, but I have so much fun with these, like eight, not eight, you know, late eighties. It's like a twenty-year span from like nineteen eighty-one to two thousand and one of just movies were just different. They were simpler. They were, you know, they were yeah. they were about entertainment. They were, you know, they could work a trailer. They could get you in the theater. They could get you with the big big-time actors. But they didn't have to blow you away with body counts or CG this or 18 sequels this. You know, it was like, this is a simpler time of filmmaking. You know what I mean? Yeah, Lethal Weapon only had four sequels. Exactly. I mean, but, but I mean, the first, when the first Lethal Weapon came out, what was it? It was just a buddy cop film yeah. with a black and a white guy and they make, and they hate each other. And it's, you know, and then Bad Boys 1 comes out and I mean, so and and so on the cover, this is just another one of those chase movies. Good cop, bad guy, or good guy, bad guy, and, he, and he's chasing. Uh, you know, I always keep on to call the poor bastard Samuel Jackson, uh, Wesley Snipes, and and then you have a cool plot twist with, you know, mm-hmm. um, I guess we could potentially spoil it. Need to have a soft spot for this movie and these movies as a whole, because. It's not a great film. It's kind of long, if anything. It's two hours and 11 minutes. And, you know, Chris was like, hey, how much longer is this film? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm having a fucking blast with this. So shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, this, like it is, like you said, it's a lady, right? Like, how far ago was this from uh, Money Train? So I love Money Train. 
it's money trains like i think a couple of years before like 96 ish give or take i think oh, okay yeah a year or two before um you know demolition man i was gonna pick demolition man but i've seen it so many times i just i yeah. I, I wanted to see something a little bit kind of new to me i've seen u.s marshals before i remember the beginning of very vividly um, and I remember there was always some sort of plot twist at the end. And so when it happened, I was like, oh shit, that's right. Um, but you know, it gets a little plotty towards him, but you got demolition man, 1993, you know, um, and this was released in 98. Uh, yeah. New Jack. I mean, he's, it's already towards the end. I mean, he's done new Jack city, jungle fever, white man can't da- jump, white man can't dance, jungle fever, new Jack city. <laughs> Uh, Passenger 57, Boiling Point, uh, Rising Sun, which is a movie we literally talked about, ironically. Demolition Man, of course. Money Trains 95. Yeah, he's, on, he's, on fire, dude. he's already, he's already King Dingley. And then ironically, spoiler alert, he's not in the movie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's like the first hour and a half. It's like a goddamn cameo. Like, he doesn't even talk. Tommy Lee Jones is eating up the screen, which works because Tommy Lee Jones is fucking amazing in the movie. You know what I mean? And he's got his crew. He's got Daniel Roebuck character, and I'm looking at the IMDb, you know? And it all works. They're building these characters in this little that little mod squad, and it just fucking works for me. And then Wesley kind of comes into his own, you know, again, second act. And then and so the movie just fucking kicks ass for me. Can see why a lot of people would just be like, "Yeah, it's fine, you know, whatever." But for me, these '90s films, I just eat them up. So, yeah, nice. How about you, Mister? Were you were you so kind to this movie? You, can you can you uh, share the love of his '90s action movies? Man, I, I don't know about everything um, Harley said because I kind of <laughs> tuned out most of it. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Two hours before. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't think I ever saw it, so it was kind of homework for me. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, but it, yeah, it was enjoyable. I, I kind of didn't notice what you mentioned about Snipes not being in it. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking <laughs> true, man. Yeah. It, was, it was a it was a Tommy show. Um, but uh-huh. I didn't mind. I mean, it was. I mean, a chicken suit. Um, <laughs> in a, in a oh, chicken that was suit. fucking awesome. It's our that's, boy Jackson. Yeah, um, ogre from Murder the Nerds. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I mean, it was pretty straightforward. Nothing, nothing threw me off. Um, it, it did run a, a little long. I think I watched it in a couple sittings um, within the same day. Like, just took a break, like a lunch break or something. Yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like, there's nothing, nothing really stands out um, with the, about the movie that you know that was particularly enjoyable, but. It's a, it, it's, I guess, solid plot and just carried me through. You, Scott, how, you remember? I mean, I've been a while ago since you saw her, right? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has been a well, it has been a little while, but uh, I, I hear what you guys are saying. It's, yeah, it falls into those parameters, those eighties, nineties. You know, just sit back, watch the film, and and, and just watch some adventure trail. It was it wasn't it the fugitive uh, with Harrison Ford around a similar time where they were tracking him down, kind of like a U.S. Marshal kind of thing. 
Or was it? Yeah, yeah that very was very similar film. The Fugitive yeah. was 1993, and I think largely because it came out several years before and it was successful, and it also starred Tommy Lee Jones as Samuel wow. Gerard. So U.S. Marshals was sort of a, essentially a sequel. Um, it has 7.8 on IMDb. So, um, yeah, that'll be the next. That'll be the next on the the, the list. For sure, for extra credit, because <laughs> I love these fucking movies, right? Yeah. Well, didn't you also have the, I mean, uh, well, no, that must have been the 80s, where they had Chuck Norris and all the uh, action-adventure films, 80s into the 90s, too. And, yeah, like, a sure. time frame of that. Yeah. Stuff we were growing up with. Um, no, I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's a watchable film. It's, it's not something... It has some good action, like the the big swing thing on top of the the, the subway car. Like, oh shit! Like that's crazy. Or yeah, you know, like some of that action stuff really holds up. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's just good to see Snipe. It's cool to see Tommy Lee. Like, I'm a little younger Tommy Lee, but oh, badass! Even inside a chicken suit with that shotgun, he puts it up fucking <laughs> over his face. <laughs> like you know, um, seeing Joey Pants with a fucking bad toupee. Mm-hmm. The, the Robert Downey showing up, be like, yeah, this is a cool cast. Like, it should totally work, you know. Oh, you want Tommy Lee? Go back to Black Moon Rising back in the eighties when he was that thief. Uh, oh. That was a classic movie. You ever seen that one? I've never seen that one. No. Oh, what yeah. is it called again? Black Moon Rising. Black Moon Rising with Tommy Lee Jones. It was written by John Carpenter. Oh, that, wow. was, that was a nice action flick back in uh, mid eighties, I think. Yeah, that's, that's classic Tommy Lee Jones. That's uh, okay. that's when he was big badass, you know. Nice. Yeah, he's pretty scary in this one too. So, yeah, well, that was the same time as Men in Black too, though. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's something you know. U.S. Marshals, you you know, uh, I'd find my mom sitting there on a Sunday afternoon watching, you know, on regular television in between commercials, you know, doing laundry. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the first one was pretty early. I'm, yeah, this is the witch. But for me, like, I could just watch these movies every day. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, Men in Black was 1990. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm not going to rewatch this movie every day. But these these films from the 90s, you know, and how they were made, you know, um, they just don't. Don't get it all for me. It just yeah. works. I don't know. I got a soft spot for it for sure. Yeah. So. For me, I mean, don't, uh, again, don't get me. People are gonna watch this. Yeah. So, yeah, it gets a high dollar for me for sure. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh. We well, like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you like that? Then definitely watch uh, Blackman Rising or Looker with Albert Finney. Mm-hmm. You like those as well if you like U.S. Marshals. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I had a good time with that. I was like, well, I was like Tony, I was watching it in pieces. So I like, I like everyone involved. So I'm thinking, I'm like, this is gonna be a good time. And yeah, right off the bat, we got that huge action piece, like with uh, what's his knives and everything. Like, oh, okay, this is gonna be, huh? I'm guessing it had, yeah. did it have a huge budget. Budget, I can't I'm trying to find anything that says um, that. Uh, you know, I literally just had it up on Wikipedia, but yeah, it did, it did all right, I guess, huh? Fifty-seven million domestic. Yeah, I, think it did. yeah I don't remember it. I don't remember reading anything that it it did 
poorly. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like wow, I think it's super, you know, like stand out, like oh man, I can't wait to watch this again. Or, but I wasn't completely bored when I'm watching it, so it it, it did its job, you know. Yeah. It, it cost it cost forty five million dollars, and it ended up making a hundred and two million. So yeah, it did well. Oh wow! But yeah, I would I would um, like I said, just to sing the young snipe. Cause, like when he had that hiatus, that was kind of bummed. I wish he would have kept going. I would love to see him in the other Expendables movie, not just the second one. It would have been cool to see him in the first one. Um, I mean, legend like Terry Crews' character, his role should have been snipe. So. Um, mm, yeah, that's yeah. point. But uh, yeah, just this movie it was, you know, it was fun. It, like, it was something I needed, something different, and it was it hit my nostalgia button. So I'm like, yeah, this is kind of something I I missed out. I always remember just seeing it in the video store and passing by. I'm like, oh man, one day, no one day. So yeah, I uh, I think I met her. I would maybe enjoy it back then too. But for now, I definitely give it a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'll throw in my dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy it for five bucks in the used Blu-ray bin at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. That does exist. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I watched the Blu-ray and it looked great. Like they yeah. did a really nice and clean conversion of it. Like the quality was, was, was solid. So. Hmm. So I think I believe. Good. Yeah, because I was a little nervous. Like, yeah, it's an old nineties flick. It's like maybe. Yeah, no, good. So this year by week, then I take it right. So I got to buy this week. I got nothing. Okay, you guys pick so, it up. All right. So I got three. You can choose from. Um, me and Scott. Uh, I work. We're talking. Not this Scott. Other Scott. Jesus Scott. We had a short hair now. But uh, we're talking about like these weird movies, and he's like, "Did you ever hear the, what is it, the Return of Red Baron or the Revenge of Red Baron?" Story told by Guire. I'm like, "No." So I look up the trailer. I saw the trailer. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I'm like, that shit got made. That shit's incredible. So then he tells me about this other movie called Munchie. You guys ever heard of that? Munchie. No. no? It starts Dom DeLuise. And uh, he's the voice. Certain, you ever seen this character before? Yes, like, I've, seen, I've seen this cover. You've seen the cover, right? Freak me out, man. Right? Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. This is 1992. Ever Hungry and Funny Munchies back in this sequel to Munchies. Oh, so it must be a sequel. Well, look at this guy. Standing on top of the pizza. What's he doing? What's going on there? He, yeah, he does look creepy. So we got that. And then also I just realized that the... Uh, the sequel to Goon is out, and I was a big fan of Goon. Did you guys ever watch yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we re- re- we talked highly yeah. about it. Yeah, so it's called Goon: The Last of the Enforcers. That's out as well. So written directed by Jay Bear Show. So what do you guys think? I'll let you guys pick. What do you guys think? What was the first one? Revenge of the Red Baron. You got to read the plot of that, dude. I got to read it for you and find it. When I saw the trailer, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what the fuck? It's just amazing. Like, like you know, this was made. <laughs> the hell? You see it? Yeah. The it's Red a Baron joke movie. It's a 3.4 on IMDb. You're Tobey Maguire. Dude, the Red Baron returns in a toy plane to kill the former World War I, World War One ace that shot him down. <laughs> I mean, Mickey Rooney must have been 100 years old when he shot the film. Yeah, he played it. Tobey Maguire. 
he's got this like Tobey Maguire's got a radio control plate, and the Red Baron's coming out shooting at him, and he's got his radio plate trying to shoot him down. It's fucking crazy. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? This is the kind of movie inspired. um the uh, uh Patreons would pay five five dollars a month to <laughs> force us to watch, yeah, all right? Exactly. <laughs> let's let's wait on that one. What was the other one? Something new? Goon, Last of the Enforcers. I'm down for that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, Alicia Coulthart, whatever her name is. Yeah, I'm totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember seeing this. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I had a huge crush on her. Are you kidding me? Did still do. Jesus, Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. Who's cool. got the extra credit? I got Book of Eli. Oh huh? shit. Okay. I was literally referencing that movie yesterday. Yeah. Really? I was talking to the neighbors huh. about religion, and I quoted the movie when they said the Bible is the greatest weapon that was ever created. Spoiler alert. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm cool. Um, I was going to say real quick, you mentioned about Patreon. Tony, what were you referring to? Uh, well, um, we have a Patreon page now. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bad Boys Podcast. Wait, hold on. What lines were you there? Nothing. That actually was a decent, a decent uh, segue. So I'm sorry. I don't always. You, you got a better one? No, I got nothing. Exactly. I'll tell Shut you. Your ass up. All the people listening to this podcast, whatever you do, do not give us money because we are not worth it. You gotta be <laughs> shitting me, Joker. Oh shit! What was that? Tony? Actually, we need twenty dollars a month to cover the cost. It, this <laughs> podcast literally costs us money. So, if you're listening, give us a dollar so we can reimburse Tony. Why are we letting this guy talk still? No, Tony, know, right? Tony's way more articulate. <laughs> his, his voice is way more sexy than yours, Harley. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, well, I mean, you, you, I mean, you kind of covered it. Uh, to explain, in case anybody hasn't heard about Patreon, it's a way for creators to earn, um, like ongoing re- revenue from directly from fans. It's like cutting out the middleman. So, um, you can pledge a certain amount of money per month, as little as a dollar, to your favorite creators. And hey, we can be one of them. So, uh, patreon.com slash bad boys podcast. How much can they put in? One dollar. That's the only. I mean, they can they can put in as much as they want. We just have a minimum reward for a dollar. The reward is that well, you know, we we might say their name on the podcast. <laughs> We're still working on the. Reward, There's a right? chance. There's a chance. Saying. We're still working on it. We got to come exactly. up with some, right? Yeah, yeah. We I just made it before the podcast tonight, so it's 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 fresh. That's true. I mean, it's fresh. I mean, it's like you know, you listen. It's fresh. yeah. The ink's still drying and everything, so. Exactly. Yes. Very cool. You know, like that's, you know what? It's, we never, we've always done this for free for everybody, you know, and it's, uh, we'll still continue to do it for free. Mm -hmm. Don't feel obligated to do that, you know, you don't have to. It's amazing that Scott's here tonight because he was about to just donate some money right now for all you (laughs) listening. It's just, it's just amazing timing right now that my man Scott. I've been so donating right. to your cause for a long time. No, no. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Actually, and, uh, uh, I'm going to take you up on that Munchie film. You're going to uh, watch that, huh? What? Oh, yeah. Jim Wynorski. I mean, he did Shopping Mall and, uh, you know, a few other quality films. So, yeah. 
you know, uh, this looks pretty interesting. When you got, you know, cleavage from Lori, uh, Lonnie Anderson, I mean, uh, that, you know, that seems I like the way I like the way you think. This kid's got moxie. So check yeah. it out. <laughs> See? It's like something that's in the movie. Um, yeah, we'll have to have you, you know, record like a little five-minute, two-minutes, oh. or like a two-minute review of it. We'll play it on the podcast. If you come, if you do watch it, what? What was that? I can't hear you. Yeah, no, but yeah, I know when I saw that, my buddy was talking about that too. So that's that. That Revenge of the Red Brand scared Scott as a little kid, and so did the uh, Munchies or Munchie or whatever. So, Tony, where do you remember seeing that creature? I, I think it, I, the image I have is like. um in one of those old school um, VHS stores, like I, yeah. I, the image in my head has other VHSs around it, type thing. I'm like, <laughs> that's that's the image I have in my head. I'm thinking I, it had to be lumped in there with um, um, Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, probably, uh, I'm right. sure I was just wandering around the the the, the, yeah, the, the video good. store and I couldn't find the the game section, and I <laughs> wandered into the creepy horror section. Oh well. <laughs> Oh, it's under Roger Corman. That's why. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's quality oh, right there. There you go. Scott's totally checking it yeah. out. Nice. The great Roger Corman, uh-huh. for sure. Well, right on. Cool. So, yeah, like I said before, so we're going to come up with some kind of rewards for uh, for our Patreon. So, we, you know. Have you got any ideas? I figure. Um, yeah, let us know. Hit us on Facebook. You know, if Facebook, any Fonzo, or Tony. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Or hit me up on Twitter since probably never goes on Twitter. Does um, Tony? Tony? Yeah, he's on there sometimes. Oh, okay. Uh, he might be reading them, but he, never, he doesn't post more, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. But if he gets tagged in, he'll, he'll reply. He's really good about replying. So, unlike some other people. Yeah, w- once I found that the GIF button, I'm, I was down. <laughs> are you saying it on purpose like that? Or are you just... <laughs> yes. I've been, I've been saying it on purpose. You just gotta just just gotta that, fuck it I was up. Gonna say, I've never heard you say it like that. It's, <laughs> it's... That's the way I've always said it. Well, no, okay. no. Um, that's why I've been saying it for probably about a year now. I just okay. made the decision that I'm going to fuck it up. I'm not going to please either crowd. Going right down the middle. Because it is, right? It is split, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Scott, what do you call it? Do you ever use it? Which? The GIF button? The GIF G- button? G-I-F, yeah. graphical, graphical Interface Foundation or something? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That okay. people pronounce it with a... Soft G or a hard G? Like which which camp are you from? It's a GIF. Damn. You say GIF or you say you know? You know? Yeah, I say it's a GIF. Yeah. It's the funny is that like the, original, be, the, the original yeah, inventor, a GIF would be with a J. the original the original invent like like giraffe. That's a soft G. The original no, inventor of the format, the inventor of the format, intended it for be, to be GIF. Hmm. But it didn't catch on, yeah, well, and people were saying, and he GIF. didn't come up with the English language and all the goddamn bizarre Ex- exactly. That's why I say uh, rules and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a a, a a heated debate on how to yes, pronounce definitely. it. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so help so, us out. Maybe we can. Uh, so I flip off both it. sides and say gajif. There you go. We've got tight. <laughs> So yeah, so you can donate. Like I said, it's as simple as a dollar to whoever you want. So we'd really appreciate it. And like I said, we're still we're still, still putting out free content, so don't feel obligated. 
Uh, let's get going right into our weekends. What did you guys do this weekend? Damn it. I never prepare for this. I know. Okay. Yeah, I, I literally to... thought about well, something. Scott, first. Scott is always prepared. Check this out. Scott, my man, what'd you do this weekend, buddy? Of course, what we usually do, take the drive up to L.A., sit in traffic for two hours and 47 minutes, mm-hmm. go to Creature Features, meet mm-hmm. a composer, get signatures, then mm-hmm. race over to Dark Delicacies, meet some people, get some more signatures, go out, have a few drinks, drive to Wrightwood, take another 82 miles and another hour and a half, go drink some more beers, go party, hang out in a cabin, and pass out at 1 o'clock in the morning. But other than mm-hmm. that, it's a yeah. Wow. That's that's how you do it. Boom. You see that? Check that shit out. Scott so what did you in. do, Fonz? I'm trying to think. <laughs> it was <laughs> I went to Costco. Nice. I did the Costco one because we had no food and we needed to get we needed to get to Costco and went to Trader Joe's. In fact we did we did two. So we got samples all over the place. We got Costco samples. And we went to Trader Joe's, and guess what? It's their 50th birthday. They've been around for 50 years. Did you know that? You were Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, motherfucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were giving out free samples all throughout, and they were giving out these, like, little ice cream cones. The kids kept going back in there. I'm like, dude, let's go over there and get some ice cream. Kids get some ice cream. I'm like, well, we're about to pay for our food. And I'm like, I'm like I just see these two kids go get some more ice cream. Let me see if River, we we'll have River and go back there and get some ice cream. Sure enough, there you go. They're celebrating their 50th. So I was like, like, I didn't even know Trader Joe's was a thing before I got married. Like, I had no idea. Like, I didn't even know that existed. She's like, hey, we're going to Trader Joe's. I'm like, what? What is that? I thought it was like Manny, Moe, and Jack's Lost Brothers. Like, remember those guys? Pet Boys? Is that Pet Boys Pet still boys. a thing? They still yeah, around? I Jack. yeah, I think it's certain communities. Yeah. yeah. I got my oil there tonight. Did you really? Don't, you, oh, don't yeah. lie. You're lying. Believe no, it's over across from Cotijan. Where was oh. I? Where to get my burrito, man? That's a Pet Boys. Yeah, it's a Pet Boys across the street. Holy shit, it is a Pet Boys. That's right. Oh. And Encinitas, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, just so, about Trader Joe's. What yeah. else did you find out? No, about no, not, not no, not just now. What's okay. that? Well, you said you know you don't know about that stuff. You find out when you get married. What else did you find out when you got married? I'll tell you about that's a Patreon um, question. That you, uh, <laughs> you can ask you can ask questions. You can ask questions like that once you join the Patreon. You can find out all about, all about your uh, bad boys that you didn't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a lazy Saturday and Sunday. We were supposed to, but well, afterwards we sat back. I I had like a like a double feature of wrestling all weekend long because there was a big SummerSlam pay per view event on Sunday. And on Saturday, it was their, like, minor leagues. It's called the NXT. So it was, like, it was their big pay-per-view. And there was just one wrestler who was kind of like this free agent that was going to – there was rumors that he was going to join. So I was watching the whole time waiting for this guy to show up. And then he finally showed up at the end, and I geeked out. I marked out. I, I, I had a blast. His name's Adam Cole. He showed up. It was awesome. But the matches that were on there were pretty fucking good, especially the first one. It was, like, impressive. And it's, like, these guys that, like, want to make it, you know, they – uh just cool tag team match the main event like all of them are cool it's just great um there's just one guy are too they, but are they are they young are they just young willing some are young some are older you know some of, some of them been around for a while you know and they're just trying to make it 
they have a performance center that's run by Triple H. In fact, there was just oh, well. there's a cool like 46, 46 minute documentary E60 on ESPN. Harley, you look it up like behind the curtain mm-hmm. NXT. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Like it shows like everyone working behind the scenes and, and and talking about it. It was really it's a really cool one. You know, if you have a chance, you check it out. Um, What's it called? Uh, it was like it was like a, one of those like ESPNs like E60 like behind the curtain. You type in behind the curtain NXT, it'll probably show up. It's just cool to see like Triple H is a, is a businessman too. You know, like it. It's like his, it's his, it's, it's his baby. He's working on it, you know. Um, somebody chopping fucking onions. What's going on over there? That's not me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it was it that that whole card on there. All the all the matches were awesome. It was really cool. It's like a little smaller venue, usually NXT, but since it was a big pay per view, they had it in Brooklyn, and then they had the big SummerSlam event, which was kind of like four hours long. Actually, it was pretty long. Some matches, the people were chanting boring. It was so weird. I felt like, I felt all awkward. Like, oh, fuck, I've never seen them before. Even though they were right, I'm like, fuck, this is bad. But I just felt bad for the wrestlers. You know, they're in there and like people fucking chanting boring. I was like, oh. One part, there's a fucking beach ball going on. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's, to me, it seemed kind of disrespectful. You know, they'd rather hit the beach ball than watch the match. I was like, so one of the guys, Cesaro, jumped out of the ring, went into the crowd, grabbed the balloon and popped it, and everybody started booing. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I've never seen that before. And there's this huge fucking behemoth named Braun Strowman. Makes Brock Lesnar like a little fucking kid. I'm not joking. You look at a picture from SummerSlam. This motherfucker was throwing Brock Lesnar over his shoulder and powerbombing him like he was nothing. Wow. He powerbombed him on not one announce table, not two announce tables, actually two. After the second one, he picked up the third announce table and threw it on top of him, which I had never seen before. It was pretty, it was pretty awesome. They did the whole gimmick of him, put him in the stretcher, they took him out of the back, you know, needs medical attention. And what happens 15 minutes later, Harley? Mm. You guessed it. He's running down the ramp, but the doctors tell him, no, no, you're not medically cleared. He's like, fuck you, yeah, I'm going in there and fighting. Crowd goes nuts. It was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty, it was a really cool match. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I did all week. I watched fucking wrestling. The kids were all chilling and I was like, crazy. I didn't think I'd be able to watch, you know, and sure enough, I did. It was crazy, especially for how long that was. So, but then next Saturday, I'm going to go to my brother-in-law's house and watch the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight, if you want to call it a fight. Oh, boy. That yeah, thing. we'll see how that Jesus goes. Christ. Yeah. You know how much they're making for that fight? Have you seen? Uh, like, the bank they're making, it then depends on how much more people order the, uh, the fight, how much more money they can make. I'm going to look it up right now. Let's see. Like $100 million or something each? Yeah. Um... You guys ready now? What you guys do? I had a. I'll I'll kind of try to cover it quick. Um, the girl's mom came down from Washington. Oh. So she came down, and and it was the weekend before the kids start school. So Mazzy and Anna started school yesterday. Obviously, both went to new schools. Anna is a freshman in high school, so. Like big, big changes, right? So their mom actually came down the weekend before they started school. And it actually went really well. It was fine. Like, no, I had no problems. Everybody got along, you know. But we had this fucking tragic. We were on, on Saturday, we went down to Reading and they had this pool um, or like a, a bunch of pools, like a public pool. Um, but they had like slides and stuff, which was fun. Um, mm. 
and had like obstacle courses the kids could run through in the in the pool and stuff. And it was hot down there too. So Jamie and her and and her her two sons that she had uh, were mm-hmm. visiting down there because her uh, the father's parents lived down there. But anyways, um, the next day Sunday they come up to Lake Siskiyou, which is the small. And I've showed you Lake Siskiyou, Fonzo. I took you there. Mm-hmm. There was a fucking drowning. It was an older dude in his mid to late 50s. I can't find anything online. So there is a campground on the south side of the lake, and they own the entire south side of this lake. And it's, you know, they have dozens of campsites, and they have little cabins you can rent, and it's, you know, it's full service. They got the, you know, the food and stuff. And um, and they have, like, a little pay beach where they have, where they bring in sand um, so that it's like a nice family friendly beach. They try to recreate the whole sort of, you know, again, sand. Cause the other side of the lake is like rocky and it's, it's hard to, to get in the water without shoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, long story short, they also have this whole section where they have like trampolines in the water and like the big inflatable, you know, like they have this gigantic, like, inflatable iceberg where the kids can climb up it and then slide down the other side. But the things, you know, like 15 or 20 feet high, you know, it's just, it, yeah. and there's a bunch of these things and the, you know, it's, you pay like $15 an hour or something and they give you a life vest and, and you go and swim around all these little, these floating, uh, props or whatever you want to call them. So anyways, so, um, I was over on the sort of other side of the beach, you know, maybe 50 feet away. And then all of a sudden, uh, Casey, which is Jamie's uh, husband, more or less, he comes over and he's like, there's a guy over there and he just drowned. And I'm trying to get the kids out of the water. So I run over because the kids were over there on the playground. Yeah. Playground, whatever you want to call it. And I look over and sure enough, they had dragged this old man onto the beach and they were doing CPR on him, chest pumping. And, and I watched out of the corner of my eye. I didn't want to like, I didn't want to be one of those people that, you know, was a looky loo, but I was you just like, get up and go, he yelled, he did. No. Um, so I was like, girls, come on, let's go. Let's go. It's time to get out of the water kind of thing. You know, sure enough. They, he they passed. Didn't know no, they didn't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough. He had passed and, and, I guess he was just out there by himself and he didn't have a life vest on. And, and I was talking to Chris about it. I was like, I can't, I, I can't believe I, I'll be surprised if, because this is private property that it happened on the liability. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is just, it's, it's a tricky thing. It's a public lake, but where the guy drowned and what he was holding on to a dock was private property. They're gonna sue the shit out of the fucking, and arguably justifiably so. Like, like he's on private property. They don't have lifeguards. They have dozens of kids jumping off these twenty foot high inflatable things. And ironically, it's an old dude that ends up drowning. But they're gonna sue the shit out of that fucking campground, which is like the biggest campground in in Mount Chasta area. So. It's an interesting, um, 
it's an interesting story because I, I can see that from the liability standpoint as a grown up kind of thing, but tragic obviously for the for the old man who drowned and and just to kind of see it and and obviously with with being a part of my father's passing just a year and a half ago or two years ago, um, that's that's another thing I did last week. I finally scattered Pops's ashes. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was the week before. I totally forgot. We took the boat out. We took yeah. the we we all went out boating, but and and I, I finally uh, scattered Pops's ashes. So he is in Lake Sis or McLeod Reservoir. If anybody wants to know where my old man is buried, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever have to scatter somebody's ashes, just know the ashes float. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, man. Last week we we uh, buried Pops, and then this week I fucking witnessed a fucking. I didn't actually see him drown. Right, right. You saw him came out. I saw them trying to resuscitate him and failing, and so that was kind of, kind of rough. But um, that's heavy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the next day, it was kids going off to school, on you know, and on a school is thirty miles away, and Mazzy School is ten miles away. So it was, you know, and so it's been crazy the last couple of days not it has not been a laid back chill weekend right so. <laughs> but, uh, Harley, Tony hopefully you can cheer us up uh, well, alright crazy thing the crazy thing was is last time they visited and I think I told the story we went bowling and Jamie's son who's like three years old dropped a bowling ball on his thumb and broke his thumb hmm so I was like, y'all motherfuckers' visits are cursed. <laughs> Your wow. son breaks his thumb one the very next trip. You guys are right there and a fucking old man drowns right in front of you. So <laughs> more reason for them not to come down. So. Yeah. You said that, huh? No, of course not. But I did uh, mention that. <laughs> Your visits are cursed. Yeah, yeah. So, slightly yeah, insensitive. Sure. But, but anyway, so... Mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't even. I didn't even need to tell the story, but it was just it was it was heavy. It was hard. It was it was, and it kind of stuck with me the rest of the night. And I was talking to Chris about it. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah, it's tragic. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, you don't want to see something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, MCP? What'd you do? Can you remember now? All right. So um, my weekend starts on Thursday. Okay. Um. We went down to Omnia nightclub in San Diego and um, raged our faces off till two in the morning. Nice. Um, so that was fun. Um, I mean, just straightforward. You know, went to see Slushy. And I think uh, I, I posted it on Instagram. Um, one video that we took while we were there, the laser show. <laughs> um, so that was Thursday. And then Friday... Um, for an assignment that Lane has for, um, what, uh, her sexuality course, she's going to school for a master's in behavior psychology. The class she's taking right now is sexuality. And one of the assignment last week was to write an experiential paper on going beyond your comfort zone. And so what Laney picked was going to a gay gay bar. And so we went down to Hillcrest, uh, to the loft down at, uh, down there and, um, and spent like maybe three hours. I think it was, yeah, no, it was exactly three hours because we paid like the, the parking lot was like an, you pay by hour. I was like, what the, this is, is this a gay thing? 
<laughs> like I've never heard of this. It's like heard of, it's either four hours or ten hours. It's like that's all you you know you, you go twenty four hours. Um, but it was actually well the the important thing was Lane's experience, and she said that she felt comfortable there, whereas in normal bars, everybody was like you're always worried about who's going to start a fight. Who's going to, who's going to fight? Like, who's going to get in a fight? Who's going to get pissed off and, you know, drunk and, and you have to watch yourself. Um, but this place was, they, they, it was, it was all just gay people, happy people. Like there was no, there was no like negativity anywhere. Um, not even the loser was the, the, at the pool table that was, you know, getting his ass kicked. Uh, but it was definitely like at first, not at night, just like a normal, bar except one girl in there <laughs> it's a bunch of and there was like half of the place was maybe late 20s the other yeah. half was like late 50s <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and so um <laughs> so we get in there order our drinks find a corner of the place and we just kind of sit there and we took our friend um caitlin um and so i was there with with those two girls, they ordered the drinks while I found us a spot, and apparently they came back like like a a little bothered. Or at least Laney was bothered, and I'm like, what what's going on? The bartender immediately called them out as straight. <laughs> so they were <laughs> bummed that they immediately immediately got called out. Um, oh. They were hoping to pass off as as by you know the two girls right, going right. to the bar. No, no, the bartender was like, yeah, the, you know something about two straight girls at the bar. The only two straight girls at the bar. Oh um, so, uh, yeah, they couldn't pull pull that one off. Um, luckily, the the bar was right next to a Pokestop, so we had plenty <laughs> plenty to do. We were just spinning Pokestops all night. Um, then towards the end, but we were talking like to no, we were just flies on the wall in our little corner, drinking, shooting the shit a little bit, but spinning Pokestops and catching Pokemon. Um, then towards the end of the night, this. Uh, this guy came over and said something about, you know, fairy on the wall told me that you guys play Pokemon. And then he brought over his friends and we all started talking about Pokemon. And oh, shit. Uh, it, it was actually a lot of fun because we never talked to people about Pokemon. Nobody comes up to us to talk about Pokemon. Um, and, the, and that weekend, um, actually this weekend that just passed, there was a special event where the Pokemon that normally only spawns in Australia was in Anaheim because they had the Pokemon trading card game um, world championships um, at the convention center. And so that was the big topic. Like we were all talking about, eh, you know, the, what Pokemons you have, they're going to go catch this one and blah, blah, blah. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, Laney's like, we got to go back. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's, it's, we can meet up with our Pokemon friends or something. We actually have <laughs> Pokemon friends that aren't, yeah. you know, yeah. Man, that, that clan or group of yours is getting huge every every weekend. Yeah, seriously, it's like it 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 brings people together. And and okay, so that was Friday night. Um, Saturday, uh, it was my mom's birthday, so we just chilled at home, worked a little bit, and then my celebrated my mom's birthday. Um, Sunday, we we made a point to go up to Anaheim, um, and it was normal, you know, uh, like nothing out of the ordinary. We've been up there a couple times for WonderCon, um, so it, I was used to, you know, kind of the, the, all the people on the streets and whatnot. Um, but we went 
down to uh, right into the convention center because uh, I pulled up my map and you can see that you know where everything is spawning and so I was like okay let's just go in there. I have not seen that many people concentrated in one spot. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> it was there, were, there. It was like shoulder to shoulder, Pokemon nerds catching catching these the Pokemon doing raids all in one spot. It was amazing. We had so much fun because. Um, we're catching the you know the, the the Pokemon that from Australia. There was some other ones called unknowns that are really really rare right now, or normally they're really rare, but they were popping right there at the convention center. Um, you know the doors right in front of the convention center, like where people kind of hang out, and then you even during WonderCon there there's a pretty pretty good group of uh, people taking pictures and their cosplay and all that. Um, but it was from the last time I remember, this was like three or four times as packed. And, and people running. That, that's what was funny. It was like, there's one over here and they start running over there. And there's like this little, their little families running trying to catch them. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, we just swung by. We only hung out for like maybe five, ten minutes, um, to catch what we needed to and then came back home. Uh, but hey, we had a good time. We got some new Pokemon. That's my story. I can't, I can't believe Pokemon is still a thing. <laughs> It feels like in today's Dude, day and age bigger. where all these games are like viral for a weekend or two yeah. days or a month and, mm-hmm. and Pokemon is still going strong. Mm-hmm. Just like this podcast, baby. There you go. <laughs> Has anyone walked off any uh, cliffs lately? Or <laughs> yeah, man, we have one death. We don't need another one. Yeah. Yeah. It tells you to watch for your surroundings, it says when you're playing. <laughs> yeah, it does. So make sure you don't kill. Get here my car, so I'm paying attention. Well, that's it. That's that covers it. I mean, that random, you know, we just randomly rants on all things, everything. But you know, mostly randomly rant all things movies. Was bad with podcast about three sixty nine again. Like I said, can't stress enough. You can be so kind, you know. When this, this anything, you know what I mean? We'll come up with some cool rewards. We'll start brainstorming. We will get together, bad boys here, and come up with some unique ones. And um, you said, yeah. If you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, leave us, uh, we don't have an email on there, but I think if you just leave us on our Facebook, have a question, you know, we can ask on the podcast. And then, you know, I want to thank Scott for joining us again. It was last minute, yeah. but Thanks Scott, for coming on again. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the it. invite. Absolutely. So, are you going, and you're doing something this Saturday, right? You forgot to mention. On uh, Thursday, up at the Egyptian Theater, there yeah. this whole week is like a Stephen King fest, and mm. they're um, they're doing a double feature of Christine and Maximum Overdrive. And uh, Christine, the uh, the guy who actually has the replica, is going to be there with the car. Um, then, um, so I'm trying to make it up for Saturday or Thursday for that. Then on Saturday is uh, Tom Holkenberger, um, XL Junkie. Uh, who did Deadpool and a few others is going to be a creature features yeah. on Saturday at one o'clock. Um, he did the music for Deadpool, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be cool. And then that yeah. night, uh, of course, at uh, the Egyptian, they're having a triple feature of Cujo. Uh, nice. Pet Cemetery. That's my dog's name. Uh, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, and uh, Pet Cemetery and Graveyard Shift. So all three of those are going to be playing on Saturday night. So it should be interesting. For sure. Yeah, hopefully you save it for all of them. 
But uh, yeah, like I say, that concludes episode Bad Boys Podcast. And uh, I've been your host, Fonda. Say we ride together. Harley, we die together. MCP, Bad Boys for Life.